0: hi you guys and welcome back to the podcast we are the carwells i'm emily and i'm sarah and we are as you know airbnb interior designers and investors (laughs) (laughs) yeah also it's just like the, the okay so this is something we can include in our airbnb podcast that we're not talking about airbnb things If someone would just start offering to build bunkers that then get put on Airbnb, like I just am like, I know that's a million, trillion, probably a billion dollar idea that we're sitting on that we're like not putting anything, any gas behind. But dude, do you know how fast that would take off? (laughs) Like how many people would like happily invest in a bunker that pays
1: for itself? (laughs) <laughs> that would be crazy. You know what I was thinking about, like, bunkers, though? So, like, say that we end up all li- having to live in bunkers, like, above ground is not livable anymore. How do you see people? Will they, like, create underground tunnels and we'll just live our lives underground? Or, like, can you come out from your bunker and go and see, like, your neighbor at their bunker? Or are we just going to be secluded all the no, time? Oh my
0: God kill me <laughs> right like I don't kill me I don't like, know if I, I want
1: to survive that if that's going to be the life that I have where I have to live secluded in a bunker for the rest of my life that sounds miserable I hope I die from whatever comes. Right. Like, that sounds so morbid, right like, right
0: like I'm like why am I more scared of seclusion than I am death <laughs>
1: <laughs> no nah, life's been pretty good so far I guess but yeah no right. I just went on this tangent. and I was like it's not fair my life's just beginning <laughs> I want freedom. So uh, All right. Well. Anyways, to welcome everyone. to catch up
0: with the right. car Yes, welcome back to another episode of catch, with the Car- catch Up with the Carwells. If we decide to clip in our doomsday conversation before this, you're welcome. If not, just know that we went on a political tangent for <laughs> five minutes or seven minutes before this episode started. Um, But welcome back. We have so much to catch up on. This episode is going to be just Emily and I catching you guys up with our lives um, and a lot's happened. A lot always happens, but um, a lot has happened, and we have a lot to cover. So let's dive right into it.
1: Yeah, a lot honestly has happened. Literally, like what February first, you were. Oh no, the night before February first, you were like, "All right, we're Scratch it all. We're scratching it all, and we're starting this new thing." And from then till now, it's what the fifteenth. Yeah, it feels like it, I've lived an entire lifetime. Like, February <laughs> usually goes, like, fast because it's only 28 days, right? But no, it this has felt like the longest month ever.
0: Right, I know. Well, and it's, like, a lot of these phone calls that we're having with people where we're, like, preaching about, like, time freedom and things like that. I'll be like, wow, I, I don't, like, I don't think I feel that way. But then I, like, have to take a step back and remind myself that you and I have our hands in so many different pots right now that are, like, outside of just running a short-term rental or shutting up, shutting a running a short-term <laughs> rental portfolio um, that it, you know, that takes up like literally 5% of my day.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so. I know it's crazy. I was, Cause like I'm in, obviously in like the thick of like the busiest part of getting a short-term rental up and running, but I'm so busy in every other aspect of my life. I'm like, thank God I gave myself a year because like, <laughs> if I hadn't given myself a year, and I was, like, on some deadline, I would be going absolutely crazy because since, like, February 1st, I haven't done a single thing in my house other than, like, yeah. keep it clean because I haven't had the time to do that. And I'm, like, thank God I gave myself, like, a long timeline because I it's am in the busiest part of getting an Airbnb up and running. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it is chaos. Um, okay, so before I really want to digress into us launching the mentorship because I think that's such a good story, um, and it's so on brand for us. But um, before we do that, as we start every episode with an Airbnb horror story, today we're going to do a little twist on that Airbnb horror story, and we're just going to do a lifestyle horror story instead. Because, <laughs> <laughs> y'all, I just can't help but be a hot mess express. Not only are we trying to actually conquer the world, but we're
1: um, – Trying to you know, we've got Emily our standard terrorism at the same time, literally <laughs> to trying to like give me a heart attack or something.
0: I know my mom the other day. She was like, "Yeah, I got on that like fundraiser for Nicole and Emily." Mentioned that you were stuck on a bridge, and she was like, "My daughter didn't tell me that."
1: Oh, <laughs> and I was right. like, "I didn't want you to be having a panic attack either." I didn't even <laughs> think about that. I did not think about the fact that your mom was on the call. I'm so sorry, Kim. I didn't mean to panic <laughs> I- you
0: right i know when i was like describing this event to her the other day she's like thank god you didn't call me because i would be like trying to find a helicopter for you but (laughs) um so so for those of you listening um me and my husband bought a school bus aka a schoolie um about a month ago well i guess it's about a month and a half ago now and Um, We're currently living in it. We've been living in it for the last six weeks. We love this school bus and we bought it to put it on Airbnb this summer. But of course, in Michigan right now, it is winter. So it is not camping season. Um, And of course, even though we bought it already converted, we are going to convert it even further ourselves because of course, you know, it's not green and it's not black and it doesn't have gold accents. And by now, y'all know that that is our jam. (laughs) So we have to make it on brand. So with that being said... Um, another portion of the story that you should know is that my husband is terrified of both big water and heights. And so the last month and a half, we have been in um, East, East Texas, Louisiana, and along the coast in Florida, which is like, if you know anything about those areas, you know that you are on a constant bridge. And so every single time we go over a bridge, Ethan is like, please don't talk to me, like white knuckling it while driving, like just... His biggest fear is like the bus breaking down on a bridge. And so we have had a little bit of trouble with the bus lately, and not really trouble, but just it felt like it was kind of skipping a little bit. So um on February thirteenth, we well, on February twelfth, it was skipping enough that we decided to pull over on the, you know, get off the expressway, find a campground, stay the night, and find a mechanic first thing in the morning. Which February twelfth was Super Bowl Sunday. So of course every single mechanic is watching the Super Bowl. And so We find a mechanic who's like, I can work on it tomorrow at 8 a.m. We take it to the mechanic. He takes a look at it. He like fills up all the fluids, replaces the fuel filter, and is like, you're good to go. Head on your way. So from 8 in the morning to 9 in the morning, that's what we were doing. We hit the road at 9 a.m. And about an hour and a half down the road, a rock kicks up and lands on our windshield. And of course, cracks it. And I'm just like wow. Okay. So this is twice in a day that we're going to end up at a body shop, like whatever. So we pull off on the side of the road, um, find the glass dealer. He's like, yep, I'm more than happy to fix this tiny spot. Like definitely get it fixed now because if you don't, then it'll spread yada, yada. So we spend the next hour and a half, you know, fixing the glass on the bus. And then we hit the road again and we get down the road less than an hour and we are crossing the bridge from, um, Mississippi into new Orleans. And this bridge is on, um, highway 10. So if you guys are familiar with it, it goes over the Pontchartrain Lake and it is massive. Like this bridge is one of the longest in the U S it's 5.5 miles long. It's 80 feet above the, above the water. And it's just nasty, windy, nasty, busy, nasty high. And we're climbing this bridge and the bus breaks down. It just like, we lose power. Ethan's like losing it, (laughs) like literally an immediate panic attack. And he pulls off onto the shoulder of this bridge because there is like, there's no emergency lane. Like we're in the slow lane already. So we can't cross over into like the shoulder. That's not on the edge of the water side. We have to pull off on the shoulder that is on the water side. And we are sitting with like one foot of space between us and the semi trucks that are flying by 80 miles an hour. And then one foot between us and the water that's 80 foot down. And Ethan is just like, he's freaking out. He's freaking out. And I'm like trying to hold it together. But I'm like, okay, every single semi that passes is like swaying this bus. And I'm like texting Emily. And I'm like, I think I might die today. Like I am like a pretty like not fearful person. Like I'm not scared of heights. I'm not scared of big water. Like I'm really high risk. Like I'm the one that wants to go skydiving and bungee jumping and all the things. And I am like to a point where I'm like shaking and I can't stop shaking panicked. And so we start calling tow trucks. And of course, because it's a school bus, you need a heavy duty tow truck (laughs) and can't find one. I mean, we've called like four places, can't find one. Finally, get on the phone with someone who barely speaks English. And he's like, yeah, I can get you a heavy duty wrecker. And I'm like, okay, like, am I getting scammed here? Like, I don't know. I'm just like every other phone call that's been picked up has been a good old boy from Mississippi has that like you know, Louisiana accent, like, you know, you're dealing with someone local who's like clearly too busy. And then you get someone who has like a really strong accent and you're like, I don't, I don't know if you actually have a tow truck in Mississippi. (laughs) And so, which all was fine. Right. Like I was like, okay, well, we're desperate. Like, please send uh, a wrecker, but they wanted us to pay for it before the wrecker got there. And I was like, okay, how much is this bill going to be? And he goes, the bill for the wrecker to take your bus Less than 20 miles away is going to be $1,700. And I was like, (laughs) what did you just say to me? So anyway, we were like, okay, well, we don't know what other option we have. Like we have to get off of this bridge. Like it's getting worse by the second the sun is setting. Like right now it's a certain amount of dangerous, but at least it's still light out. And the sun is going down very quickly. And we all know how long wreckers take. Four hours later, four hours sitting on that bridge with my dog and my husband, just like absolutely praying that nobody re-rends us and pushes us off this bridge. The wrecker finally gets there. And at this point, it's like pitch black outside. It's cold. Like we were exhausted. Like, you know, after any sort of an anxiety attack, you know, you're just like so tired. (laughs) Like just like trying to come down from that emotional experience. And so... um. So the wrecker was like, Oh, like this is so dangerous. Like, why haven't like cops taken you off this bridge? Like, I'm I'm shocked that nobody stopped and like taken you off the bridge, and we're like no, a couple of cops have they stopped and they were like, hey, we'll be right back. We'll grab you and the dog like two separate cops stopped and we like got another phone call right when they were like talking to us about the bus. And then both of them were like, we have to go handle another situation. It's Mardi Gras right now in New Orleans. So I'm sure there's a lot of situations, but we just got kind of stranded twice in a row. And so all of that to be said, the bus is still broken. <laughs> the dealing with the uh, the. Body shop is a whole other nightmare where we're definitely getting hosed, but I think that we've got it figured out. Um, thanks to Zoe Berghoff's husband. If you guys follow Zoe Berghoff, her husband has been a lifesaver in this situation. But um, that's the reality of life on the road. We all the time have people are like, I would love to live on the road. I'd love to be in a schoolie. I'd love to be in a Volkswagen van. And 90% of the time, it is a literal dream. Like we love it. We wouldn't trade it for the world. But that 10% of the time, which we experienced both on the third on the 12th on the 13th and now carried into the 14th at the mechanic it has been a very expensive very stressful few days
1: (laughs) oh just the worst i literally like i was in a meeting that sarah was supposed to be on and that's how i ended up telling her mom because i was like oh hey sarah's probably not gonna join the call but like i'll relay all the information to her blah, blah blah well that call gets done and then the night keeps going and i'm like Sarah, is there an update? I'm not going to be able to sleep unless I know that you're like safe off the bridge. Like, please tell me that you are not still sitting on that bridge because I'm like pretty much as far away as you can get in the US, like right over the water from where I am is Canada. So I literally, there's just like no way I'm getting there in time. And I'm like, I don't know how to handle this situation. I know. Well, and it was one of
0: those things that I was like, You know, I mean, when you're in this situation, you're like, okay, but how dangerous is this really? And like for you and I to sit on the phone call the next day as we're like interviewing people who are interested in our mentorship... Like, we had a ex-police chief who was on the phone call with us, like, considering taking the mentorship with us, Um, and I was explaining the situation to him. We, like, obviously got on a tangent, and I was like, look, I've had this nightmare situation that I just dealt with last night. Like, I'm a little, like, all over the place. Sorry if I'm not super zoned in, and I explained the situation to him, and he was like, Sarah, he's like, like, my chest is literally, like, tense thinking about how, like, you know, seeing all the things that can go wrong over my career, he's like, I'm just, like, so thankful you weren't injured. He's like, that is just an absolute like nightmare waiting to happen. He's like, I am floored that those cops didn't take you off the bridge because you guys were just like sitting ducks. And I was like, oh, like, you know, you're panicked about something and like Ethan has anxiety about something, but you're like unable in that mindset to like really assess how much danger you're in. And I think I'm like, just thankful that I didn't like I don't know. I'm just thankful that we like made it through and it's it's fine. Like looking back now, it's fine.
1: <laughs> Gosh, just terrifying. Well, it's like you you know, yeah. Like you said, you know how dangerous it is, but it's like mm, I'm kind of glad maybe you didn't know exactly how dangerous it was because like you were right? already panicking. So I don't know. Seriously, zero. <laughs> I don't know how Dog I would handle that situation. Literally, the most annoying.
0: Yeah, well, and it's like okay, so when you go to the Mackinac Bridge, which is the thing that I'm like comparing it to, it's like the Mackinac Bridge has like a pretty big shoulder, like a safety shoulder on the bridge, and also the like the um, railing itself on the side of the bridge is like at least three foot high. You know, it's like high enough to where like you could have pedestrians walking across it, and they're like you're not going to risk them like falling off the bridge. This one, the edge of the bridge, like when we had to get out of the bus to get into the wrecker, like the railing of the bridge is like maybe 18 inches high, like it like barely went up to our tires. So it's like one of those things that had a semi truck hit us like there was there's literally nothing stopping us. And then had we like hit the water, like 100% chance that we were going to die if like we got pushed off the edge. So it was just one of those things that we were like, we are literally one drunk driver away from dying. (laughs) Which I guess everyone's wow. always and one yeah. drunk driver away from dying, but
1: yeah, but the yeah the time of year and all of that with Mardi Gras it's like could have been could have been a drunk driver on that bridge. I know. Yeah.
0: So we were gonna go to Mardi Gras and now we're not. <laughs>
1: uh, gosh. Okay. Well, glad that's over. Don't do it again, please. I can't take that.
0: <laughs> Never again. <laughs> I don't blame you. So anyway, with all that being said, that is the reality of living life on the road. Um, but we're gonna transition this episode into really focusing on our mentorship in particular. We want to tell you the story about how we got involved in it and you know who we're targeting with it and how it is beneficial to all of you. Um so yeah, let's let's dive into that.
1: Yeah. So, well, for starters, Sarah and I started this year wanting to get more into the education side of things. It was something that we talked about a lot last year. And while we were working for Superhost Labs, it just never panned out. We were doing different things. And then after we left Superhost Labs, Sarah got into Orange Cadillac. I kind of took a little bit of a break and I bought my own property. And so. It just never actually panned out, but it was something that we were discussing wanting to do anyways. And so at the beginning of the year, we were exploring options, right? And as Sarah and I go, we decide, we were talking about it. We were like, we can figure out how to completely set this thing up on the back end by ourselves. We don't need any help. So we had decided that. And then we are like, okay, well, maybe we can do that in a couple months, and then we'll do this other, like, thing to start building our community even more and, like, talking with people, and we'll start that. And we were going to start that on February 1st. The night before February 1st, <laughs> Sarah goes to dinner with the guy that we are now working with. His name is John, and he has built mentorship programs for years. He's really good at running all of the back-end stuff and essentially keeping us completely organized on how to get everything done on the back end. So Sarah has dinner with him and they end up talking about it. And Sarah texts me and she goes, Hey, we're scrapping everything that we're going to launch tomorrow. And we're going to start <laughs> structuring this mentorship program, which was what we wanted to do anyways, but we had kind of just been pushing it off because it's it's a mountain of work to get this stuff up and running. Like, it's so much work that we were just like, oh, we can do it ourselves, but we'll do it ourselves in a couple months. And let's be real, we would have just kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And so <laughs> February 1st, we uh, dove in and started building the program and have now been taking calls with you guys to get into the mentorship program and like... Planning everything out and talking about our reasoning behind it, and everybody else's goals behind being mentored, and it's just—it's so fun and so crazy. Like our schedule is absolutely insane right now. I feel like I just sit on calls all day and then I sleep, and then I sit on calls all day and sleep. But it's—it's been really fun um, and hectic.
0: Yeah, yeah, Ditto to all of that. I mean, (laughs) it's one of those things that. John specifically, um, and we'll probably talk about him more as time goes on, because his his goal in working with us was specifically for the uh the outreach that this is gonna have. Like the um what did he oh, the testimonial that we're gonna have for John from working with him is going to be powerful. And so John has been pursuing working with us. Like after we finally said yes to hiring him, he was like, I've literally been courting y'all for a year. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like there is so much about business partnerships that is so exactly like dating. Like if you remove, it's not even that you remove the romance, right? It is like very like, like do we drive, right? Like, do we get along? Like, do we want to work together? Because when you hire someone, in the capacity that we hired John in, it's like we are going to be intimately working together and building something that all of us care a lot about. And so although I see that you have the skill set, like are you someone that I want to work with? And that's been a really hard lesson for you and I to learn over the past, especially the past year, um, and just making sure that we're aligning with people who align with our brand. And so for us in entering this era, I think like Emily and I have, kind of done things backwards in the sense that we have built a brand and a business while we're learning the Mm -hmm. business. And that's so backwards, right? Like most people don't build the business until they've like worked behind someone for years where they feel comfortable, like they understand it, yada, yada. That is not the case in short-term rentals. Like that's just not how the cookie is crumbled in our case scenario specifically. Um, And so this has been the first time where Emily and I have been completely aligned where we're like, okay, we're pushing out everybody else. We're not doing anything, but we're doing this one thing and we're going all in on it. And we really wanted that one thing to be education. Um, because we love you guys, to be honest. I mean, you guys, like properties are amazing. Interior design is amazing. Airbnb is amazing. The lifestyle that's allowed us to live is amazing. But there is literally nothing more fulfilling for Emily and I than connecting with all of you. Like with our community in particular. That is our passion project, like that is the thing that really we have a heart for. Um, And I think that shows through with the amount that we give away in our content, like we just want a giant group of besties around us who are all like, healthy, wealthy, thriving, all the things like it's so cheesy, but it's exactly what we want. (laughs) And so we're diving, we're headfirst into this, this is what we're doing for the next couple of months. It's all in all focused on you guys. And we're just like, already overwhelmed already overwhelmed with like gratitude on how how fulfilling this has been in the last two weeks
1: (laughs) yeah i said this on the live like i can't like a cheese after every single call i'm like my cheeks hurt from smiling so much getting because like i think you said this to somebody on one of the calls it was like we see comments from people and like It's so cool to get to interact through comments, but actually having a conversation face to face with somebody and being able to hear their goals and their stories and like hear their goals and know that they can get to those goals through short term rentals is it's such a good feeling to see that that's possible. And we even had somebody ask last night, like, do you guys ever feel like you shouldn't be giving this stuff away because like you're going to create too much competition in this space? And we were like, no. Like, we love telling people about this and, like, the ability to change their lives.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, the reality is is that we could scream it from the mountaintops day in and day out until we are literally blue in the face. But it takes a special someone to, like, see the vision that we've seen ourselves and then now brought to fruition and are continuing to grow. Like we can tell everyone we could tell a a gazillion people that this is the most ideal life. Like this is, you know, having your cake and eating it too. Like we can tell you in 8 million different forms on 8 million different platforms, 8 million different times. And at the end of the day, if it's not the path that you're meant to go down, it's not the path that you're meant to go down. And for us, it's like, you're not going to be able to, you know, replicate exactly what Emily and I are offering, but we can teach you to create a sustainable business of your own that follows your own brand. And so I don't know, we just have a, you know, a pretty hardcore abundance mindset. And so that's why we're like, look, we've had a couple of like, specifically the last person that we talked to right before this podcast, they were like, I almost purchased a mentorship with someone that I ended up doing my research. And I like started googling this person and like, getting into like short term rental forums and like, seeing if anyone had gone through a mentorship before. And she's like, and then I like found so many comments and posts of people that were like, do not purchase this lady's mentorship. It is a scam. And like, we've seen that, like we've heard those horror stories. We've seen people go through it. We've seen people get their money taken. We've seen people try and learn behind people who actually don't know what they're doing. And so for us, we're like, no, like we care too much about the people who are behind us who want this lifestyle. We've preached it day in and day out. Like it's time for us to take a deeper dive into those people's lives because if we don't do it, they'll sign up with somebody else and like we can't sign off on that. That's a great investment, right? Like we know that we've got the knowledge to change people's lives. So like let's uh dig deeper. Let's let's really invest in our community.
1: Yeah, it like pisses me off actually that people are scamming people because like i feel like well while, while we've been building this we just keep saying what can we add what can we add that's going to be like even more for them and like make it so that the they can always ask us questions even after the mentorship's over like you can still always ask us questions you'll be part of our community forever and like so it it actually pisses me off that there's people that are out there scamming them like that's so annoying yeah yeah it's it's evil it's
0: evil it's evil i mean we yeah like we feel passionately about how like college felt like a big scam Mm -hmm. especially for like creatives specifically and it's just like an extension of that you know it's like all of the like just bullshit classes that we had to take in college that were like we're literally never going to use this again but this college like has the ability to tell me that i have to like sit through this course that is completely irrelevant to my major like It's just another form of that by everyday people. And so for us, we're just like, okay, it was so hard to find quality education when we were starting three years ago. And so if we can provide that quality education, like, you know, we have to, there's like a moral obligation for us too. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of giving you the backstory of like our why behind this, um, this mentorship, but let's get into, who we think this mentorship is best for because we're definitely different than other mentorships that are that are in this well actually before we get into who it's for let's talk about the name of it what we're calling our tribe and then the discord channel and let's kind of run people through like the larger idea behind why we structured it the way that we did
1: yeah So the overarching name of the mentorship is called the space between and kind of to create like a visual for you guys. If you think of like those Venn diagrams that you saw in high school, that you used in high school or like middle school and stuff. um, We feel like we operate like in that little overlap, I guess, kind of. So there's these people who are investing in real estate and it's like, I want 100 200 300 400 doors and i want to work like they want to be in it and they want to make money on it and they want to spend all of their time investing in real estate and then there's the people who are like the hippies who are like oh i just need a little bit of money i need no belongings i can live on the road and i don't need any of that and we feel like we kind of fall in between we we prioritize the lifestyle aspect more than the investing aspect right like We're not trying to be millionaires by any billionaires by any means, like things like that. But we do prioritize looking at the numbers, investing in the right things to create the lifestyle that we want. So we feel like we operate like right in that middle space.
0: Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Well, and now every time I say a hundred percent, I'm like, oh, uh, there it it is again. I have, like, uh, 12 sentences that I say over and over again, apparently, and once, uh, like, one is pointed out to me, I can't not hear it every single time I say it. But, um, yeah, to kind of piggyback off of what Emily was saying in that it's, like, Emily and I will end up being millionaires, like, by proxy because of the age that we started investing in real estate, like, It would be difficult for us to not be millionaires, which like maybe sounds egotistical, but like once you understand this industry, you're like, there really is absolutely no excuse for me to not be a millionaire, to not have that amount of financial freedom. And like even at a slow growth, like even if we did one property a year for the next 10 years, like we're millionaires at that point. So. So that's a big shift in mindset, but there are definitely two groups of people. And I think that like I had this perception that I was going to have to pick between being a hippie and being a CEO and both of those personalities exist in both of us, right? And so a lot of times I think that when you're looking for mentorship, you're looking For someone who's, like, big into the hustle culture, like, really big into scaling quickly, big into having, like, a big name and, like, making a big splash in the industry and, like, that's great. Like, if you want to go that route, that's great. And to a certain degree, I guess Emily and I are, like, kind of going that route by, like, having a big social media and, like, you know, doing all these things outside of real estate. But... At our core, like we started this because we wanted more time with our families. We wanted more freedom of placement so we could pack up and go live in Europe if we wanted to. We could live in a school bus for months on end if we wanted to. Like, Our priority was life first, investment second, or life first, money second. And for us, it's like the investment and the money is just a tool that allows us to enhance our lives, not the other way around. And so we're always talking about the space between because we really do feel like with everything in life. And again, with this, it's really all about that balance and making sure that you're prioritizing the right things. And we want people who share those same values, those same priorities with us, because we're not going to be the people that are like, Oh my gosh, this is the pace that you have to go out. And you're going to be a billionaire tomorrow. And you're going to compete with Grant Cardone. Like, no, like we want we want very tangible goals that are like gonna set us up, that are that could set us up in the very near future. And then if you want to grow beyond that, go for it. But if you want to spend a hundred percent of the time with your kids after you like replace your income, please do that. And we want to teach you how to do that with as few properties as possible. So the back end of your business is a light load, not a ball and chain. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Like our goal is to be able to to let give you all the tools for you to then go and build the business that works for your life. So like, if you want 200 doors, you're going to have all the tools to go and get that. Or if you want one, or if you want five, like essentially you get to build the lifestyle that you want based on the properties that you want to get, but you'll have all the tools to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think again, like there are a lot of really good mentors in the space, right? Like, like somebody the other day was like, okay, well, how does your mentorship compare to Michael Alifante's? And I'm like, look, me me and Emily and Michael Alifante are going to be saying the same exact things, right? Like we're going to be giving you all the same tools. I think a bigger question for you is who do you learn behind more easily, right? Like, it's like, okay, do you relate to us more? Like, do you want to be in our circle or do you want to be in his? And I can't answer that for everyone. And I, we want to be specific about like, bringing the people into our community that enhances our life as well. Like for us, it's like, okay, we could scale properties all day long and just do that. But for us, we have this like obligation. We feel this obligation to connect with the people who have for the last three years connected with us and, and help them get to that next level. So, um, so it's been, it's been interesting, like having these phone calls with people and really seeing like, you know, how we've already impacted people's lives and then hearing like where they're at and us being on the other side of where they're at, being like, literally, like, I know I can change your life. Like, I know that I've got the secrets that you're looking for to change your life. And all you have to do is say yes. And like, that to me is like, had you and I had that at the beginning, like how much further would we, we be along now had we had a person to be like, no, dummy, like don't I, do
1: that. I'd probably be like three properties <laughs> in by now, two or three properties in. Like, even if I like... Yeah. like Like I, I'm probably I wanted to skip over arbitrage, right? And so, like, I just kind of was like waiting, and I was like, "Mm, I'm not going to do arbitrage, so I might as well just continue to wait and then buy a property when I can afford one. And I'm like, now looking back, I'm like, I could have used other people's money to buy a house at that point in time. Like, there's so many things that the past three years I could have gotten done. And don't get me wrong, the knowledge that I got in the past three years is incredible, and it's going to make it so I'm setting up a successful business. But like. I could already have that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, like as entrepreneurs, Emily and I are hyper independent and we think that we can do everything ourselves. And, um, and we invested in our own mentorship this year actually, and had someone who's a couple steps ahead of us, um, kind of start guiding us through the decisions that we're making going forward. And we spent 25 grand on that. I mean, that's a down payment on a house. And so, for us, that was like a huge leap of faith. But now, after paying that 25 grand, like Emily and I, I know I can speak for Emily on this. We both are like, literally kicking ourselves for like waiting so long. So if you're listening to this, our mentorship is not 25k. (laughs) Let's Uh, be very clear. (laughs) (laughs) It is significantly, significantly less than that. But like, I I think a lot of times people want to make sure that you're practicing what you preach. And you know, we've given the farm away for free and we didn't really understand why people would pay for a mentorship if you're entrepreneurial. And now we're like really eating our own words and that and seeing how powerful it can be. And then like seeing how much like help other people need. And now that, you know, we have the space to do that for them. So, um, so yeah, a second portion of that, that I kind of want to include in the space between is, um, for me, it kind of has two different purposes. Like one, it's really kind of, trying to hone in on our specific community, right, of people who, like, prioritize lifestyle first, business second. Um, but also it kind of speaks to the markets that we tend to invest in. And I think that that's a big reason why a lot of people are drawn to our story specifically is, like, you know, last year in working with Superhost Labs and and analyzing properties all over the U.S. and some of the top markets, like, Everybody just was, like, accepting that, you know, these 40% cash-on-cash returns just, like, weren't possible anymore. And they were like, look, like, you have to lower your standard, and it needs to be between 10, you know, 15% to maybe 25%, which is a great deal in this market, so on and so forth. And you and I have proven that wrong Mm -hmm. now three times over. Um, And it's because we're targeting markets that, you know, nobody else is really paying attention to or markets that are higher risk. And so... I think that, you know, with short term rentals specifically, it's different in the fact that it doesn't have the same amount of data that other forms of real estate have. And so even in markets that are, you know, what we would call, quote unquote, saturated um, in the Airbnb space, you know, you can get really good data on what you can anticipate to make in those markets and in Michigan, you can't get that same data because there just aren't as many quality properties that are you know, up and running that are apples to apples to ours. And so for us, when we have pitched properties to investors and when we have analyzed properties for ourselves that we are going to invest in, our strategy has really been to look at the space between and read between the lines and see like, Okay, this place doesn't have a hot tub, but if it did, how would that impact my investment? Okay, this space doesn't have a finished out basement, but if it did, what kind of money could it make? And so, you know, there aren't obvious answers for those questions, but you and I are willing to take that risk and say, okay, here is an adjacent market, you know, in a different area that is an apples to apples comparison, like, how do we think this is going to impact our properties? So it really speaks to our investing style too and and that's been important for us to prioritize cash flow at the beginning of our properties like you know when we're helping you guys start building your business, we want to make sure that we're paying attention to cash flow first, because we want to replace your incomes. We want you to have a profitable property that you can roll into other properties. And so we're not going to be telling you to invest in the Joshua trees of the world. We're not going to be telling you to invest in Gatlinburg or in Scottsdale or in Nashville or so on and so forth. Like we want to get into the meat and bones of these harder to analyze markets so that you guys can have killer deals like we have. So, um, If all of that (laughs) sounds like it speaks to you specifically, (laughs) this mentorship is for you.
1: (laughs) Yes. And spinning off to why we call our tribe the outsiders is a lot to do with that. We feel like our investing strategy is not the same as anybody else, or even if it is a little similar, it's nothing is exactly the same. Right. So we just feel like we're kind of outsiders in the space and we know that there are other people who have that same mentality so that is why we are the outsiders.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We uh we've kind of worn the bad investor hat. Like we've <laughs> kind of
1: hung our hat
0: right there. We're like, I mean, y'all saw me, like I rented my own flight. Pla- like I took my place off of Airbnb and stated it myself in the most profitable weeks of the year last year. Like I said no to fifteen thousand dollars of profit to have my friends over at my BNB. Like when we say that lifestyle is truly our North arrow, like it is like, we want the memories. We want to prioritize our time. We want to prioritize our family, our friends, so on and so forth. And so we really are bad investors. Like we're great investors in the sense of like finding killer properties and being able to like replicate those returns and other properties, but we're bad investors in the sense that like, like the top dogs that are looking at us in particular are like shaking
1: their heads. They're like, "What are these (laughs) girls doing? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. People do leave us comments all the time. Why would you, why would you not take that money?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And even when we were, yeah. And even when we were a super O labs, it was like they wouldn't invest in Michigan because you know, on paper at first glance, it looks like a bad investment. Mm -hmm. And we went against that and we proved everybody wrong in that. And so, Um, I just think that, you know, Emily and I, uh, we're really proud of the mentality that we have in investing. And we know that a lot of you have a similar mindset and it's different than a lot of the gurus. Um, and so we're here to make sure that you have a community that aligns with your goals, assuming that they align with ours. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. Well, let's shift into the space, which is, you know, in addition to the space between
1: Yes. So, the space is a community that we have built out through Discord. So, um we kind of modeled it after a house which of course we had to make it like fancy. Um but so and <laughs> extra. The space, yeah. The space will be a community that will be extended to other people eventually. Currently there is it is just being offered to our mentorship group, but um So we modeled it after a house, so when you get into the space, you will see different room channels, and the foyer is going to be the first one that you guys see, so we kind of base the foyer around introducing yourself to the group, so bringing what you offer to the table, whether you're a cleaner, a maintenance man, if you want to post your listing and get feedback or if you want it as an option for people to book or if you have capital to deploy or if you are looking for capital, it is a place for you to connect with what you can offer or what you need. Um, The living room is the gathering place for everybody. So that'll be just where we can all talk back and forth. You guys can ask us questions, but you can also talk to each other and just really start to build your network through the space. Um, The next room is I'm trying to think of the order that I have it on there, the study. So the study is going to be Mm. all about analyzing deals. Um, Sarah and I are constantly analyzing deals. You see that on TikTok all the time. And you also see that we don't necessarily go after every single one because at that point in time, it might not make sense for us. So that'll be a place where we might analyze deals and shoot them into there for you guys to take advantage of. Or if you guys have a specific property that you want analyzed and you've kind of ran the numbers, but you're not really sure and you want a second eye on it, we can absolutely do that in this study. We also have the bar, which is going to be the more fun option to where we will be telling you guys about networking events that we know about either whether we're going to them or whether we just hear about them so that you guys can build out your network even more and in person because those are super fun events to go to. And the there you learn a lot at them, but the networking is really like the main part of that that's super beneficial. And then as a mentee in the space between, you guys will get access to a private channel called The Backyard because that is where the outsiders hang out. And that'll be somewhere where after the mentorship is done, you're going to get a lot of information, but you're still going to run into walls when you are actually getting your listings up and running or when you're if you're running one an existing property so you will want a community that you can lean back on and we will be a part of that as well but you can ask direct questions to other people that are in the mentorship or to us to kind of get help right in that moment for issues that you're having
0: yeah ditto I lo- i'm so excited about this space like love when we make space. it public Yeah. Like when we make it super public to everyone, it's just, I hope it turns into this like really like well oiled community, you know? Um, and I think too, like at first we were like, you know, does it kind of muddle it by like separating everything out? But we, we really want to make sure that like, there are places for every type of conversation, like, especially in the foyer and getting to, you know, even if, even if you don't think that you're going to find what you're looking for in the foyer, I think it's always a good practice to start vocalizing either what you offer or what you're looking for to the world. Like for us, time and time again, it's like, you know, people talk about manifestation, people talk about a higher power, people talk about energy, like, and attracting the thing that you're looking for and like, whatever you want to call that. I don't give a fuck <laughs> what you call it. That exists like that is that's real, you know, and and Emily and I have proven that time and time again in our own lives. And so we're like, OK, if we can get people into the mindset of like speaking what they want or what they're offering, even if they don't find it in the foyer, it's always good practice because it's you know, it can be scary to ask for what you want or start offering whatever you want to offer. So um, so anyway, I kind of digress there, but the space for us, you know. We've been a part of several Slack channels. We've been a part of several Discord channels. We've been a part of, we are a part of like literally every Facebook group that has to do with short-term rentals. Like, I mean, we consume it all day long. And so uh, we wanted something that felt a little less corporate, a little more at home, a little more casual, um, and, you know, a little more homey, a little more short-term rental specific. So... Um, if you're not part of our mentorship, sorry, you're going to have to wait for access to that. That's probably going to open up access to you maybe in April, um, maybe March. I don't know. We'll <laughs> we'll let you know. So be on the lookout for that. But if you are a part of our mentorship, um, we're going to make sure that you get all settled in and have your uh, friends all in there before we open it up to everyone else. So we're we're super excited about that.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited. Whew.
0: <laughs> All right. So let's shift to who this mentorship would be perfect for um and then we'll maybe wrap up this episode cuz we could we could digress for days about it.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. So um I know Sarah specifically will kind of word it like two avatars. So there's two like people that we think are really going to benefit from this mentorship. A lot of people can benefit from this and if you don't fit into these two avatars don't feel like this is not the mentorship for you but um specifically there is the creative so like sarah and i are really creative people we got into this industry because we were creatives who didn't really have a channel to put that into and so we just feel like there are people who are working in creative industries who could be so successful in this space and they might be working in a job that's only making them thirty to $40,000 a year because being in a creative profession is not extremely lucrative unless you are, like, top tier. And getting to that top tier of, like, interior design or fashion or whatever else is really hard to get to. And most people don't make it there. But you can make really good income and have freedom to maybe go into, like, your creative hobby through airbnb so that is one avatar and i'm sure sarah is going to expand on that as well
0: <laughs> of course <laughs> you know me too well <laughs> i
1: do <laughs> it's
0: like we're best friends or something
1: <laughs> somebody's gonna um, me out one of yes. these times they're gonna be like you really uh are mean to sarah about how much she talks i'm like you put up with it <laughs> for 20 years and then see how you <laughs> handle it <laughs> Yeah,
0: if you ever feel like Emily's bullying me, just know it comes like (laughs) well-deserved. And also, it's my love language. Like harassment is definitely a love language and it's mine. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I totally agree with that. I just think that the creative human in general, you know, maybe a bias towards creative females, but the creative human in general um, has never had the upper hand in real estate investing before. I mean, it has always been a numbers game and you're always trying to put as little into these properties as possible and get as much out of these properties as possible. And so really what set us apart from the competition is that we lean into the creativity and we really pay attention to what the end consumer um, is going to feel like in our spaces um in our properties and so i just you know we've watched it time and time again with the people who are successful in the space and that is a quality that runs through every single successful airbnb host veins is that they prioritize creativity and so um, if you are creative and you think that you know whether you're in interior design or whether you're in graphic design or whether you went to art college or whether you're just like kind of crafty as is um this is such a good industry for you. Like you do not have to be a starving artist. You can be super successful here. The numbers side for us was super intimidating. We literally like avoided learning how to analyze properties properly for like the first year and a half, because it just didn't seem like, like we were going to be the type of people that could like do it. And now looking back, we're like, that's the easiest part. Like the, the creative part is the hardest part. And so to like sell yourself short and like avoid understanding the numbers because you feel like you aren't a numbers or aren't an analytical person, we're here to give you the safe space to say like, we were dumb dumbs when it came to the numbers too. <laughs> and, and we're going to dumb it down for you as well and like go through it slowly. So you feel confidently moving forward on something that you've got a vision for, because first and foremost, it requires the vision to turn these properties into experiences. And if the only thing that you're lacking is like the ability to analyze a deal and sell it to someone who can run the numbers or run the back end or, you know, whatever the, whatever else be the opposite of what you are. Um, you should do it. Like you should join our mentorship and you should just say like, I I can learn this. Like it's, it's pretty simple math. You just need someone to walk through it and you need to like be willing to learn it. So that's why like, we're so passionate about the creative human is because forever we've been told that like, Oh, you're going to be a starving artist. And now, now look at us, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're like trying to save all the starving artists out there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So avatar number two for us is the, female who feels like they have to choose between a career or kid. Um, We're here to tell you that you can have both. (laughs) And I think for Emily and I, like, it's one of those things that Emily and I decided three years ago when we started this, we were, you know, 25 years old and we were like, we want to start a business. And, you know, when you're 25, you're kind of looking at having kids at that point. Like we had, you know, just gotten married. And, um, and so you're kind of looking at those two avenues. You're like, okay, are we going to build a business or are we going to build a family? And so many of the phone calls that we've sat on this last week with people who have already signed up for our mentorship share that same mentality. Um, I know we're coming off of like seeing Rihanna at the Super Bowl, like pregnant, the crushing it, like youngest female billionaire in the world, like, like, we're all having our minds kind of shifted from thinking that it has to be either or in a lot of different ways. But Rihanna still is unattainable for us, right? Like that, that seems like an unattainable goal. And so for us, we want to like, have that same mentality that Rihanna's got, but at a more like bite size scale. Um, and so for Emily and I, over the last three years, we, you know, three years ago, we were like, okay, neither of us are having kids. And both of us kind of made our peace with it. We were like, we love this so much. And we're so passionate about it that we are willing to not be moms to have this. And now three years later, we're looking at how it's changed our lives and looking at the money that we're making from it and the money that we know we will make from it as we keep moving forward. And we're like, and we're looking at the amount of time it takes on the back end to run these properties and how it's going to be so feasible for us to have kids and have a you know a healthy financial situation and be even the breadwinner if we want to be the breadwinner like for us we we just it's completely changed the trajectory of our lives financially but also on the kid front specifically and so even if you have kids currently or you're thinking about having kids or If you have kids and you'd love a career, but you feel like you can't, or if you love your career and you want to be an entrepreneur, and so you're saying no to kids, whatever that case scenario is, I just think that short-term rentals provides this avenue for mothers and women specifically to excel at something that they can make a ton of money at, that doesn't require them a gazillion hours a week, that doesn't require them to be away from their kids 60 hours, that allows them to help provide for their family, not only in all the other ways that they provide for their family, but also financially. And so we've sat on so many phone calls with like women that are like, look, I like my husband, we live on my husband's income. But like, I would love to retire my husband because he hates his job, but he has to be a provider. Like a lot of us feel that. And I just like you and I are both looking at our situations and we're like, holy cow, we're going to both be able to retire our husbands from their six figure jobs. Like, that's insane. Like, that is insane. insane. That's crazy. Like, we never in a million years saw that card in our deck. Yeah, And so specifically that person, we're like, please come join our mentorship. Like, please let us change your life.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it it is crazy to think that that's like where we're moving towards, that we eventually will be able to retire our husbands if they want to. Like, who knows? Tyler might continue on and be <laughs> right. like, you know what? I'd actually love this. But we have that option. Also, if my mother listens to this, I need you to know this gives me the option to potentially think about having kids. Do not start pressuring me i like <laughs> same my mom Damn, is going to this, no is gonna be like oh yep she wants kids now and i'm like don't even start doing that to me this is just like now it's a possibility so i'm just going to put that out there <laughs> right, right. her like my mother my mother-in-law like don't start coming at me with that please
0: it's so true it's so true it's like okay having the option is such a blessing not that we're certain that we're gonna go that route but like before it was just like a no Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, not that
1: it wasn't absolutely no because I was like I there are so many things about my free time or the time the only free time that I have right now that I'm like I'm not giving that up for a child sorry like I know that's super selfish to say but I think that's a good thing to know that I have that selfish quality about me but I'm like th- now I'm gonna have exponential free time so then I'm like okay I will give up some of that free time to maybe possibly have a kid but like before it was like I'm not willing to give up the free time that I have there's no way
0: yeah yeah, there's that trend that's going around on TikTok right now that's like us before kids. And it's like, you know, the the girlfriend and boyfriend that are like all canoodly and super romantic. And then it's like, us after kids. And it's like the guy that's like cold shouldering the girl as he's walking down the hallway. And like, there's been so many like, like, responses to those videos that are like, why would you give me this trauma? Like, I thought I wanted kids and I don't want to like, lose my husband and yada yada. And I think, you know, a big factor in that happening is the fact that all of a sudden now you know your husband has this huge responsibility to provide and so do you but of course as women we have like inevitably this you know responsibility to provide for our kids and prioritize our kids and so on and so forth and so I just think that you like gravitate towards certain roles and you you got to do what you got to do but like when I think about parenting I'm like I want both of us to like quit doing everything other than managing these properties. Like I don't want to do mentorships at that point. I don't want to like be in a bus at that point. I don't want to like take on extra projects. I literally just want to like have to manage my existing portfolio that makes enough money for me and my husband to live on and then like dive into the parenting thing and have both like have a great financial Situation and also have all the time in the world to spend with these little gremlins that uh, we created.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's like another point to make about like retiring our husbands, right? Like we want both of them involved. Tyler's gone a lot. Like literally, he's home for like maybe a week and a half, two weeks at a time. And then he's traveling for his job all the time. And I'm like, I understand that there are some people that that's the life they live and they have kids and the mom just stays home and takes care of the kids. And Their relationship is their relationship, but that's just not the life that I want for myself. And that was a huge reason why we stopped considering having kids because I was like, I can't do that by myself. Like, I can't be like, I want a career. I want all of these things, but like, I can't also be a mom by myself and have a career and all of these things because he's gone all the time. And so this is just another thing that's like a benefit of being able to retire him is that that brought that option back. Potentially,
0: yeah, yeah, it's wild, and it's—I mean—all of this, like, for—if you're listening to this, all of this has happened in the last three years, right? Like, it's not like this is something that you have to like work at for a decade to retire your husband. I mean, it obviously depends on your financial situation and how much money you have to replace and how much money you have to invest in B and B's, but like, the, these are profitable. Like, these are. They, <laughs> Literally, I ran the numbers last night because August for our property is 100% booked. And so we already know like the profit that we're going to make in August. And like in August alone, we're bringing in $15,000 profit after expenses are removed, like 15 grand off of one property. Like I, (laughs) (laughs) it's like half of what I actually took home when I was like working my nine to five and like I had to work six months for that. (laughs) it's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's like, I, I don't know how many different ways I can say it. It's crazy. Um, and I think that everybody should do it. So if you fall into either one of those categories, if you feel like you are a creative that is being underutilized and you could utilize your creativity in something that is much more profitable, or you are a woman who is like ready to provide for the family in a financial way that doesn't take you away from your kids, Those two people are the two people that we are most passionate about training. So we're happy to train anyone who wants to be trained by us, who wants to be mentored by us. But those specific people are going to strike a very specific chord with Emily and I. We're going to like bring an enormous amount of passion to those people in particular. So, um, so yeah please join our mentorship. (laughs) Do you want to tell people how they can get started in our mentorship as we wrap up?
1: Yes. So if you guys are not following us on Instagram already, you absolutely should be. It is the Carwells on Instagram. And if you DM us the word outsiders, we will get in contact with you about setting up a meeting and the meeting we're going to go over your goals and why you want to get into this and make sure that the mentorship is right for you. We don't want to swindle people. We're not trying to scam people like we said that pisses pisses us off. And we want to make sure that you are going to benefit from the information that we're going to be giving people. So we have an hour phone call with you kind of going through that process, what your goals are, and if we think it's right for you. So yes, DM us the word outsiders on Instagram.
0: Yes. Well, guys, that was a full episode. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. You got to take a peek into the backside of how we got this mentorship off the ground. Um, A little unconventional, which is very on brand for us, but we we really are extremely, extremely passionate about this. This is all we're going to be doing um, in the month of March and April. We are pouring ourselves into all's lives, and we don't know if we're doing it beyond that. So. Um, this is something that we're still exploring. we got to make sure that we love it as much as we think we're going to love it. And we got to make sure that we're bringing the kind of value that people want us to bring to them. So um, if you are joining us or you're considering joining us on this mentorship, we are capping it at 10 people per class. We are considering two classes at this point, and we already have six people committed. So there are four spots left. Those That class will probably be full by the time this comes out. Um, so don't be discouraged. You know, still reach out and DM us the word outsiders, and we can get you connected with where we're at at that point. Um, and be on the lookout for the space Discord channel that's going to be available to everyone coming soon.
1: Yay! All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yay. Guys. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.